Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Garage podcast. I'm your host, David Dassaw, as per usual, and joined with me as per usual is my lovely, beautiful, talented, fantastic co-host, Ted White. How are you doing? Good, sir. Uh, At least one of those things that you said about me is true, and I will leave it up to our listeners to decide which one it is. What, good, sir? That is not it. Or, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I I'm no good with guessing games, so I'm I'm just gonna leave it up to the listeners, like you said, and we'll have them figure it out and get back to us. That's our next Facebook poll, actually. <laughs> right? Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll figure it out. Um, anyways, so if you are experiencing some post spooky season blues, we have the cure for you, actually, because we're experiencing a little bit of the post spooky season blues as well and plus we thought it would just be fun to do a recap of all the horror movies that ted and i kind of talked about and saw over the course of october yes uh we we do not believe that horror movies should be limited to the month of october right yeah it's it's a year-long endeavor you know 365 no breaks uh, but yes, I did watch a shit ton of four movies um, in the month of October. I think my goal was to watch one a day. My, my original goal, I believe I brought this up on an episode not too long ago. My original goal was to watch a new horror movie a day, one that I had not seen before. Uh, that was pretty ambitious and it did not pan out, but I did in fact, watch a lot of horror movies that I had not seen before. Uh, Ted, did you did you get a lot accomplished in the same right or vein? Uh, or did you mostly kind of catch up with stuff that you have seen before? Uh, I mostly stuck to the rivers and the lakes that I was used to. <laughs> ah, I see what you did there. Yeah. Don't go, Jason Waterfalls. <laughs> Do not go, Jason Waterfalls. Uh, no, um, I, I watched a couple of new movies. Uh, a couple of new, well, I'm, you know, watch a couple of new movies every month, really, but a couple of new horror movies specifically in October. Um, but mostly I did a lot of revisiting of classics okay. or at least to, to me, what are classics? Um, some of them for the podcast, some of them just because it's sort of like an annual tradition for me. Like I rewatch Halloween every October. Um, and I have for like 20 years. Um, and just getting to experience some of those movies, um, with my with my girlfriend for the first time who's not really a big horror fan was pretty cool um so I, I i did a lot of revisiting but sort of seeing them for the first time with someone else i guess or with with someone else seeing them for the first time i should say which was pretty cool yeah i know i know that you talked uh, a bit about that both on and off the podcast you the majority or, or a, a good portion of your horror movie watching was with um, your lady friends, and I don't know if you want me to say her name on the podcast, but um, no, let's 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 keep her anonymous because anonymous life is happy life. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, respect. Um, uh, yeah, I I also have she goes to another school. <laughs> she goes to another school. She, she's you on another know. podcast. You've never heard of her. It's from Canada. <laughs> she doesn't even listen to this podcast. She's too good for it. Um, it's yeah, actually not wrong. <laughs> We're digressing. Let's get back on it. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's, I, I definitely can 
relate to that feeling of you know having some enjoyment with revisiting movies with someone that you care about in some capacity and they have not seen said movie it's just there's something about it i i think the one movie we've talked about the most with this particular situation is hereditary um and you in particular yeah <laughs> where you watched it alongside a couple of people that hadn't seen it before and you're just like you go learn today yeah it's always fun um you know any movie that's got shocking stuff in it or unexpected stuff in it is always fun if you if you're in on it so to speak and the other right. person is not yeah um hereditary just goes so completely off the rails that that's kind of my favorite one to <laughs> to sub i guess in a way subject people to <laughs> <almost>. <laughs> subject um, is an appropriate word yeah, because it's it's an experience. I mean, I don't think it's like the greatest movie of all time or anything. I, I like right. it a, a very good amount. It's it's one of my favorite movies in the last handful of years. You know, it's on yeah. the short list, so to speak. But um Yeah, it just it 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 just goes so sideways that people's reactions are always so good on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, like I said, our uh, our plan for this episode is to recap my personal hashtag 31 days of horror and uh, i'm just gonna rifle through them one after another i mean i'm not just gonna spit out the movie titles but you know say a few things about each one and it is uh completely spoiler free so don't worry about spoilers i'm not gonna go into anything in spoiler territory and then afterwards we will talk about a couple of our uh favorite horror movies like ever not yeah. necessarily so, on this list. Yeah. That was suggested by a good friend of the show, a longtime friend, just in general, uh, Mr. Jeff Breedwell, who thought mm-hmm. it might be a good uh, a good thing for us to cover. We're a little late with it. I think that was one of his ideas for like an October episode. But like we said, yeah. we are not constrained by the calendar. We live as free men. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, he's he's been one of our Patreon donors for a couple months now. And that is one of the perks that you get as a Patreon donor when you choose to give your hard-earned $2 or $5 a month to us so we can pursue our quote-unquote dreams. Um, you get to have some input. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) You get to have some input in what goes down on this spiggity podcast. So, yeah. uh, Without further ado, Ted, you want to go ahead and get this shit show on the road? Yes, let us. All right, let us do it. Boop. so welcome back after that intro music wasn't it fantastic the answer is yes all right so we're going to get started with the beginning right that that makes the most sense i think no i feel like we should start with day 13 you know that's that's actually a good idea let's start with day 13 the hunt no um (laughs) (laughs) uh, right yeah i mean why not like as it turns out we are somewhat constrained by the calendar (laughs) I mean, it would kind of be an appropriate number to start with, uh, especially if there was a Friday the 13th 
in in October. Wasn't there one like I was going to say? I feel like in my lifetime, in my adult lifetime, anyway, there has been one one October that was so glorious as to have both a Friday the Thirteenth and, of course, Halloween. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like it was fairly recent, maybe even last year. Uh, I don't know, but anyways, uh, yes. Getting started with the movie, so first movie i saw or yeah the movie i saw on day one was a movie called vivarium it's from 2019 uh i just did the years for these i i meant to grab the directors as well because those are also noteworthy but alas here we are (laughs) yeah uh I'll, uh, I'll stick all these movies in the, not in the show notes, but in the podcast episode uh, notes in the, uh, on the website. So you can, you can have them for your reference. But anyways, so the first movie I watched was Vivarium from 2019. This had Jesse Eisenberg and Emma, uh, not Emma Watson, not Emma Stone, not one of the Emma Emma Roberts I think yes Emma Roberts I think anyways one of the Emmas um and it was an interesting way to start out this month uh it's well if you are not a fan of living in a neighborhood where all the houses look alike you might get a kick out of this movie because that's kind of the premise uh so to speak but yeah it's it's basically about this couple who just randomly decides to go look for a house uh, or or look at a a model home and they go to the neighborhood with i guess one of the realtors and they go to look around and all the houses they look alike and they can't get out uh, of the neighborhood when they try to leave and insanity ensues so yeah uh, Ted, you, you're not familiar with this one, correct? You didn't get a chance. Uh, no, no I, I know that you you had talked to me about it once you watched it, and I added it to um, my watch list, but I haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, and probably it's, won't. Yeah. <laughs> just to be honest, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's cool. I mean, I know your list, just like my list, and pretty much everyone else's list that you know call themselves as cinephile is it, just ever growing it never gets shorter only longer that's what she said <laughs> um well it gets shorter but, eventually but you gotta work at it a little bit sure yeah well we'll go with that <laughs> uh also as a side note i don't for all of the movies that i did for my hashtag 31 days of horror I don't think there's one movie that I wouldn't really recommend. There are others. There there are some that I liked more than others and some I thought were just okay. But as far as like recommendations, there isn't one on here that I, I wouldn't recommend. I know that kind of traditionally, I guess, goes against the whole theme of this 31 days of horror thing because it's about me posting movies that I like and recommend. But um, like I said, this month, this year was a little bit different where I did uh, listener recommendations as well as the movies that I enjoy. So uh, yeah, day number two, the invisible man. Uh, 
this Ted was this one of the movies that ended up like skipping the theaters and going straight to DVD or, so or streaming it, it, or it had a short threat theatrical run, I believe. Um, okay. This this released kind of right as we started to shut down from COVID right. um, yeah. earlier in 2020. But I, I feel like it was in theaters because I want to say you and I talked about going to see it, um, mm-hmm. and and then like that weekend, the decision came down that was like we're, we're shutting down the studio basically, um, and basically everything shut down so it did it did get a sort of rapid release you might say on yeah uh, streaming or rental services Mm -hmm. Um, and i think it did fairly well but again you know a movie like this probably didn't cost a lot to make comparatively speaking so it would have it would have had a much easier break even or profit point than you know something like um black widow they got pushed back because they really need that theatrical money right yeah yeah this was definitely one of those movies where i i saw the trailer a couple times i I mostly saw it at the beginning of you know movies that you and i would go see in theaters and i gotta be honest like i i think the only reason you and i ended up with plans to go see it was because it had came out and just blew up like people like our friends were recommending it uh, it was coming highly recommended by, you know, horror movie critics and all that. So we were like, well, I apparently it's got something that you know, we didn't really foresee. It just, it seems too much like movies that I've seen before. Like It didn't really look like anything new. So I wasn't super excited about seeing it, but, you know, it came across HBO Max, uh, not too long ago it is still on there right now i believe and yeah i will definitely eat my words on this one it was fantastic i yeah yeah this one like i didn't have very high expectations for it when it was first coming out or you know once it was announced and then you know it came out and everything i didn't have a lot of expectations for it because i'm generally speaking not quite against remakes, but I always treat them with a little bit of skepticism. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I like the director, Lee Winnell, or I I believe I'm saying that right. I'm probably not some turbo nerd on the internet. will be like, well, actually, um, you know, (laughs) he's Australian, I think. So they probably pronounce it like, Oh, the shrimp on the bottom. Some bullshit. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Right. And uh, I was just kind of like, you know, I I thought upgrade was good. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, in terms of his track record with horror movies, like with Saw and Insid, like I just I do not care. Um, so I wasn't exactly excited for it, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. So it's you know it's another one that I I will watch eventually. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Um, thir- uh, day three was Gerald's Game from 2017 from uh, Mr. Stephen King, correct? Well, he didn't direct it, but uh, it was. He didn't it- write it. Yeah, was it was Gerald's game a full fledged book or was it one of his short stories? I think it was a novella. Okay, yeah, it it felt like a movie based off of at at least a short story, if not a novella, because um, I don't know, I just had that feel. Either way, um, it was pretty good. It took a little bit to get rolling, uh, but once once it was in there, like it. 
I, I'm definitely partial to, um, what's his name? Uh, Mike Flanagan, who is the director. He also did, uh, one or two other movies on my list this month. And then of course he was the director of the haunting of Bly Manor, the haunting of Hill house. And so he just, he does that really hazy dreamy, suspense horror feel really well and yeah he just he did a great job of transferring i guess the the feel of a classic uh or traditional stephen king novel onto the screen uh, i thought so that's that was probably one of the the top things that i appreciated with this movie is just it felt like a movie based off of a stephen king book so right yeah. Uh, day four was The Descent uh, from 2005. This was the first time that I had seen The Descent. Um, and I can't remember who recommended this. I apologize in advance. Uh, a lot of these came recommended by our fans and listeners on the Facebook group. And I did not take the time to write people's names down. So for that, I apologize. Where but, you go, I know, right? I'm doing great. Uh, the Descent is... Uh, it's really good. Yeah, it, it was really good. Uh, and, and it's got... It's got an accidental death that cut me to my core. I was like, that fucking sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, it's, yeah it's I mean... Brutal, also. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty brutal. Also, I one of the things I really appreciated about this movie was I do believe a bit of CG was involved with creating the um I forget what they were they were called. I think they were just called crawlers maybe. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, these faceless dudes that live down in the cave. But it seemed like dudes in suits. And I think that's part of what sold it for me. Was it, it seemed like, you know, uh, just um, really good acting instead of just throwing some flashy CG in there that probably would have been super dated if they did pure CG in 2005. Mm, It it wouldn't have looked great nowadays. Um, So, yeah. Uh, day five was Midsommar from 2019. I was actually kind of surprised at myself that this wasn't on my list from uh, last year because I, I believe it came out in time for me to have it on my list from for 2019. I could be mistaken. I don't know. Uh, but yes, Midsommar, we, I don't want to really say much about this because we have like three episodes <laughs> talking about yeah, we've been talking about it a lot yeah so if you want to hear our thoughts on midsummer and i believe they're pretty much all spoiler ish so definitely you know make sure you watch the movie before you dive into those previous episodes uh, but yeah we this one comes highly recommended by both ted and i i believe mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, Day six was American Murder, The Family Next Door. This is probably the only true crime doc that I haven't finished and haven't finished because I had to turn it off. (laughs) Like it, 
if you're familiar with the story, uh, you you know what I'm talking about. If not, you know, go look it up. I don't want to take the time to explain it. But yeah, it's it's real fucked up. And yeah, I, it's only like an hour and 45 minutes maybe, but I, I couldn't even finish it because it was... It just hit a little too close to home. So yeah, it was pretty horrific. Number seven, day seven, uh, the murders at White House Farm. This one kind of crept into HBO Max like uh, yeah, very, very quietly. Uh, just and, and then I never really heard too many people talking about it, but uh, Lindsay and I decided to check it out. It is a uh, it's not a documentary uh, but it is a, uh, it is a film that is based off of, you know, historical, uh, true crime events back in the eighties, um, that happened in some part in London, um, on a farm called White House Farm. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, day eight was Open Graves. Ted, did I ask you if you've seen this movie? I don't think so. Yeah, it's, um, man, I think this movie is probably the, the lowest rated on my list of, uh, this month. I just, it, it came recommended and I won't say by who I do know off the top of my head, but I don't want to have them feel like they're being called out. <laughs> it, was a, it was like, wasn't it like a sci-fi original or something? Um, I know that there's other stuff with similar titles. Like when I was looking up the year on IMDb, it's 2009, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. I, ty- I was typing it in and there's a, there's something called open grave, uh, singular, but I mean, this one is open graves, plural. Um, it's, it's basically Jumanji meets, uh, Oh God, what was it? It's like Jumanji meets the the ring or something like that. I forget exactly what to move. That sounds like. awful. I would like to stop talking <laughs> about this movie now. <laughs> it's it's not fantastic. It has some some cool and fun deaths, uh, but it's it's not great. Um, it it's not bad, but it's also not fantastic either. Uh, day number nine was the classic Hellraiser, uh, and our uh the movie villain from our uh horror movie villain bracket ball bracket god i fucked that up again <laughs> bracket brawl uh isn't that right ted yeah he won right yeah had yeah. one yeah it was and i think when they had that uh we had the final face-off between him and xenomorph it, it was actually pretty close uh, i, I want to say it was uh, he only won by like three votes maybe three or four votes yeah if the numbers that if i'm remembering correctly the numbers you gave me i think it was three or four votes yeah so yeah it was, it was pretty close um also just as a side note while we're talking about this thank you to everyone who participated in that we greatly appreciate it it was a lot of fun a lot of work on my part but i'm very happy with all the interaction we got for the month of october uh apparently we have a lot of horror movie fans <laughs> that listen to the podcast if any true crime right yeah it's it's happening it's one one of our plans for 2021 yeah um 
but yeah, uh, Hellraiser, that was day nine. Uh, there's really nothing that I can say that hasn't already been said about this movie. It is, of course, a classic. It was the first time that I have I had seen it. And uh, yeah, I, I did. I did like it. I thought it was thought it was good. Uh, day 10 was Scanners from 1981. This was a first watch as well. And yeah, I, I thought it was okay. Um, the head exploding, it wasn't, I don't know if I was just under some sort of weird false assumption, but there was a lot less head exploding than I originally anticipated. Like, I don't know why I was ex anticipating a lot of head exploding, but there really wasn't much. It, it was basically just a lot of people with terrible migraines, basically. <laughs> Yeah, the, the head exploding is really just kind of the one scene, if I recall, or at least the one really gratuitous scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, Scanners is a classic for a reason, a cult classic for a reason. Um, good film. I, I wouldn't go so far as to say great film. I think it's a great concept, but I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say it was executed poorly. I just, I think it was a victim of like what they were able to do with what right. they had. Yeah. And what they could get away with. Right. Um, but, but good movie. And like I said, cult classic for a reason. For me personally, yeah. I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I am glad that I finally got to catch up with it, watch it for the first time. Uh, day 11 was Green Room from 2015. Uh, RIP, Anton Yelchin. We miss you every day, buddy. Uh, but yeah, this, this was a. Uh, well, it was interesting to see Sir, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart playing off type. Yes. Way he, off type. <laughs> right. He typically does not play the bad guy in the movies that he is in, but he was he, saving all of it for this role. <laughs> <laughs> right. He, Where he fucking, plays the worst guy. <laughs> right. He fucking cashed in with this one. I mean, a fucking white supremacist neo-Nazi in Oregon, like... Yeah, I don't see how you get any worse than that. So he definitely cashed in on it. Um, but yeah, I uh, I did not rewatch this. I just it, it was a random you know one that I, I thought of that I hadn't talked about before. Yeah, it's it's definitely good. Uh, it's not you know your classic horror, I guess. You know, it it's definitely got some elements of suspense and uh, you know drama and all that. So it's. You know, not like a slasher or anything, but it's it's still a lot of fun. Um, In a manner it, of speaking, yes. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, number 12 was Leatherface. I wanted to get at least one of the uh, sequels, reboots, or rehashes, whatever you want to call it, in the subsequent Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise under my belt. Um, you know, just to say that I could. And this is the one that I ended up going with. I, I think it's, it's actually, now that I think of it, it's because it came recommended by our dear friend, Shauna, who's of course been on the podcast several times. Shout out to Shauna Hoyt. Um, yeah, I, I actually like this. It had, uh, I think, I don't, I don't think we actually talked about it at all during our our episode of texas chainsaw massacre i know we had it in our notes to possibly touch on some of the subsequent um 
uh, reboots and sequels and whatnot in the franchise, but we just didn't get around to it. Anyways, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. It was definitely within the contemporary hillbilly horror genre. It's pretty good. I liked it. Uh, number 13 was The Haunting of Bly Manor. Of course, this is the new one that came out this year. Uh, it was pretty good. I don't think I liked it as much as The Haunting of Hill House. It definitely didn't have the the scary beats that the, the, the Haunting of Hill House did. But, you know, if you like The Haunting of Hill House, you, well you've probably already seen this, so I wouldn't even really bother with saying, I suggest you watch this then, because, you know, if you watch The Haunting of Hell House, like I said, you probably dove right into this. Uh, number 14 was Mindhunter, and I caught some flack for this one, because, yes, it's not technically horror, but I was, I'll be honest, I was grasping at straws. Uh, it was like 11 o'clock at night, and I realized that i had not posted a horror movie that night or that day and so i just the sometimes first, you get what you get chief yes and and so that's that's what i posted uh yes like i said it's it's not horror but you know it's it's about the fbi and the uh i think it's the it's the 50s or the 60s i don't know it is whenever the uh, like the Georgia monster case was was a huge thing. Ted, I don't know if you you're familiar with that case and, and what not intimately. Was. No, okay, uh, but yeah, um, like I said, caught some flack for that because it's not traditionally horror, but I went with it anyways. You know, so it's our podcast bucket. So day number fifteen was as above, so below from two thousand fourteen. Uh, Ted, have you have you seen this movie? Uh, no, I have not. Um, I, I'm aware of it. I haven't seen it. This is probably uh, an unfair categorization on my part, but it really reminded me of this older, not not older in the sense of like it's it's old as a movie, but older uh, older in the sense of it came out before As Above, So Below, um, mm. called Catacombs. It just reminded me a lot of that, and I hated that movie so much. I was like, I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... It's okay. I, I I thought it was pretty good. It it was kind of sorta a found footage movie. I, it's it's filmed in the style of found footage, but um, well, I, I can't really say anything more than that because then it gets into spoiler territory. But yeah, I it's it's basically like that where you know they they go below looking for. Uh, I think I think the main character, the girl, her her dad died, and he was trying to unearth this um, this piece of art that would prove this lifelong theory that he was trying to formulate, and she was basically just trying to continue his work and reaffirm his legacy and uh, legitimize it. And uh, yeah, shit gets real weird. Um, that's kind of a common theme with some of the movies that I experienced this month and watched for the first time is like, just don't go underground or in the water. Like places, true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, places that you just really have no, uh, you have no, there's no point for you to be there. Like just stay the fuck out. That's, that's the case that I got bad water, <laughs> bad 
catacombs in Paris full of dead people, bad. Those are the <laughs> rules, okay? <laughs> I didn't make them, but they're they're the rules. So, That's right. You know, <laughs> right? Follow them. Um, yeah. Number uh, day number sixteen was Killer Clowns from Outer Space from 1988 and holy shit like this might be this is definitely within the top three of my favorites from this month it's so insane yeah in terms of the the new movies that i checked out so ted you are familiar with this one right yeah i mean this is like just about as cult classic as cult classic gets right right yeah it's i mean it's if you looked up cult classic in the dictionary it's on this yeah it's it's one it's one of the examples <laughs> right this and snakes on a plane uh will be in there and that's a, that's a teaser. Uh, <laughs> yes that that is a teaser uh but yeah i i fucking love this movie i i just randomly happened upon it i think it was maybe on amazon prime it, it, it's free streaming on one of the the streaming services and I was literally scrolling through the horror movie section, trying to find something that I hadn't seen before and something that looked good. And I came across this and I was like, just because of the title alone, I was like fucking sold. And yeah. I was not disappointed whatsoever. Like, yeah. I, um, I would say quote unquote trigger warning. If, if you're interested in seeing this movie, but if you have a thing with clowns, like there's, yeah, yeah, skip it. (laughs) (laughs) Just, yeah. Ted said it the best, skip it because the clown suits are, um, well, they're like eight feet tall and it's all costumes. Very like very elaborate costumes and no two are alike. Like my hat goes off to the, the costume and prop decorator, decorators for this movie because they did a fucking awesome job at this like it's is insane um but yeah it it, this movie's a trip definitely recommend it Uh, day 17 was the poughkeepsie tapes this movie also came recommended um it's from 2007 it took me i think 10 15 minutes into the movie to realize or discover that it was not a documentary it is in fact a mockumentary because i i just it came recommended and i started watching i didn't really do much research on it and they were like it'll fuck you up fam and i was like okay and so i started watching it uh ted have you you haven't seen this one right no i'm i'm not familiar with this one yeah it's um man am i glad that it turns out that it was not real because there's parts of it that are truly upsetting <laughs> uh, and definitely would have been more upsetting if they actually happened. Um, I mean, it's it the, the way a lot of the movie is edited and, and spliced together is that you're watching these home movies that this uh, just insane uh, homicidal lunatic made. And, and you're just going through the footage and seeing the way that he uh, treated his victims, which is not great. Um, so, so yeah, it was, it was an interesting film. Uh, day number 18 was it chapter two from last year, 2019. 
Um, I side with the majority of people that talk about it. Chapter two in that it is good, but not as good as the first. Um, I don't know what it was that, uh, just didn't make it as good as the first one, but yeah, I, I mean, I still did enjoy it, but, um, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. I like Bill Hader and I like, uh, you know, all the other, uh, you know, James McAvoy and all the other people that were in it. Um, they did a pretty good job, but yeah. Uh, I think a lot of the, I don't know, the, the scariness of it, I guess, with you know bill skarsgård's pennywise depiction it was kind of like i don't know what the right word would be like spoiled for the first movie like you had already seen pennywise so come it chapter two he wasn't really that scary anymore so well you know once you see him get his ass kicked by a bunch of 12 year olds (laughs) you know right yeah uh, so day number 19, that was Pan's Labyrinth. Um, I actually, I wanted to revisit this movie, but unfortunately didn't get a chance to, but I, I obviously I've seen it. It's, uh, it is, uh, it is a doozy. Um, but yeah, yeah great, I mean, great it, movie. yeah, it's, uh, directed by Mr. Uh, what's his face? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think this was the very first movie of his that I saw, I believe. And uh, I mean, I wasn't really tuned into like actors or not actors, um, directors at the time when, when I saw this movie and it first came out, like knowing actors names and what they've done wasn't really on my radar, but knowing that he did this movie made me want to go check out other movies of his. So yeah definitely recommend it day number 20 was would you rather from 2012 uh this was just like the title suggests a game of would you rather um that has deadly consequences Uh, i was apprehensive to check it out because i'm not a huge fan of torture porn because that's kind of what I assumed it was going to be and it was a little bit but it wasn't gratuitous so I appreciated that definitely Um, but there is a little bit like I said so if you are not cool with the torture porn subgenre of horror I say maybe skip it it does have a little bit of that Uh, day number 21 was the autopsy of Jane Doe that was pretty decent um, from 2016 I think that one came recommended by a friend of mine uh, it was it was pretty good. Uh, I you know it's not my favorite horror movie of all time, but you know pretty good. Uh, day number twenty two. I actually forgot to post a movie on that day. Um, so great. yep, uh, I I'm the best host in the entire universe. Thank you very much. Uh, day number twenty three was Silence of the Lambs. Oh wait, is she gonna be fat person? <laughs> well, I have some thoughts on this movie, but I'll hold them off uh, for now. Okay. We'll back to it. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This. I mean, I did actually revisit this movie for this month, and and yeah, well, I'll I'll save my thoughts until uh, later on. Uh, but just know that yeah, if you haven't seen this movie yet, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, so, you're fucking up bad. 
Yeah. Uh, day number 24 mm-hmm. was us from 2019. I, I was definitely a fan of Jordan Peele's first movie. Uh, Get out. Yes. Thank you. Get out. And, and so I, yeah, I, I think I was just waiting for this movie to come out on a streaming service to check out. And it, it was pretty good. I liked it. Uh, uh, I don't want to butcher her butcher her name uh lupita nyong'o is that yeah uh her performance is fucking phenomenal like she just crushes it in this movie she's very good in this film like her facial expressions alone just i mean blew me out of the water uh, in terms of you know the the horrific faces she's able to make and uh, you know the wide eyes is just she's an incredibly talented actor and yeah i i definitely recommend this movie for just the acting props alone so yeah good film falls apart in the third act like completely falls apart <laughs> yeah but we're really, not gonna really get good in... for two-thirds of it <laughs> we're not gonna get into that yeah. um <laughs> uh, you know like we said we're not really going into spoilers at least for these uh day number 25 was dr sleep uh, 2019 talk about a movie that falls apart well i guess that would insinuate that it was put together in the first place um (laughs) yeah ted you you haven't seen this movie right uh no not all of it i kind of was just like no we're done with this and and (laughs) went on about my life (laughs) sorry ewan i know you tried buddy but it just is what it is so I, i read um i read something about this movie that i think really hits the nail on the head they were like um it seems like they tried to marry both the shining in terms of Kubrick's vision with the shining and Dr. Sleep in terms of what Stephen King did. And it did not work because mm-hmm. those are two very different things. Um, so it's kind of jarring in, in my, in my opinion. Um, I mean, it's not, I'll probably end up finishing it just because like, there's going to be a part of my brain that's not going to shut up until I have finished it, but it's right. not great. Yeah, it's, I mean, how the fuck do you make a sequel to The Shining? Like, how do you do that? Uh, I, I, I mean, you obviously, it, yeah, it was done. Uh, I'm not sure who asked for it, but it's it's out there. So. Give me names. I want to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I thought it was okay. Like, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was bad. I also did not think it was great. Um, kind of just piggybacking off what Ted said. It's, you know, it's a movie. <laughs> it is in fact a movie. Day number 26 was a quiet place. Uh, I know Ted is real high on this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really enjoy this movie. I'm excited for the sequel, assuming that it's going to come out like period i I mean you know who knows what the fuck is in store for movies in the future in terms of theatrical releases but yeah i'm definitely excited for the sequel i like this one i thought it was a solid first time effort for john krasinski um I, i thought the acting performances across the board were really good um and it was you know had some good scary elements and suspenseful parts. So, yeah. Uh, 
number 27, Ready or Not from 2019. So I, I think I said about Killer Clowns, it was, you know, at least in my top three of favorites from this list. Ready or Not is hands down top one. Um, number one, like this movie was so much fun to watch. Uh, and I, it was kind of alongside Invisible Man where I, I thought it was going to be too predictable and it just seemed like something I had seen before already, but I was pleasantly surprised and yeah, it was just, uh, an insane amount of fun to watch. I definitely recommend it. Um, that's about as far as I can go with, you know, without spoiling it, uh, spoiling anything, you know, they, they basically play, uh, a deadly game of, uh, hide and seek more or less, you know, um, where the, the, one of the main characters, the girl, she marries into the family and they have to play a game and that game is hide and seek <laughs> kind of weird, but yeah, that's how it goes. Uh, number 28 was Eraserhead from 1977. This was the first time that I watched this movie. I texted Ted right when I was starting to watch it. And Ted, I believe your words were, have fun with that. <laughs> that sounds like what I would say, yes. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and quite appropriate. Yeah, yeah right? Eraserhead is not for, well, David Lynch sort of in general is not for everyone. I think Eraserhead is especially not for everyone. Yeah. I love it. I love David Lynch's work. Um, but it'll fuck you up, fam. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is in fact real weird. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll echo what you said. It's not for everyone. I, I definitely liked it. I appreciated it. I don't think David Lynch is, I don't know. He He's one of those directors that makes movies that I appreciate the hell out of, but for some reason have a hard time, like really getting into it and, and liking them. Like I said, I, I appreciate the hell out of it. Uh, but yeah, it's, this one was a trip, man. It's crazy. Um, Day number 29 was Suspiria, the old one, the, the OG from 1977. This, uh, yeah, another weird one. I, yes, <laughs> this, uh, uh, Mr. Dario Argento, right? Dario Argento. Yes. Yeah. Um, there is, uh, there is a crazy spaghetti horror subgenre following that I didn't really know existed. Until. Yeah, man, those those yellow films are like there's they've got a very devout following. Yeah, um, and, and apparently this is, uh, you know, Suspiria is part of that, you know, kind of um, realm. I mean, it it fits the bill, but yeah, I I feel like I owe it to <laughs> that community and just myself to to check out more like. I guess they're called spaghetti horrors. I mean, you know, spaghetti westerns are a thing. So I yeah, I mean, spaghetti horror, um, yellow films. Yellow is the Italian word for yellow, um, and the reason these are called that is it's sort of a catch-all term for like horror, mystery, thriller, like basically what you would consider like pulp or genre sure. films. Um, and the reason that they're called that is because when those books were printed in Italy, all the covers were yellow. Mm. 
Um, but it's, like I said, it's sort of a catch-all term. So there's like movies like Suspiria, but then there's also like Fulci's zombie films, which are very different sorts of horror um that kind of fall under that same umbrella right yeah uh but no i i liked it i i actually i kind of meant to check out uh the the remake of suspiria because it it kind of it comes recommended every once in a while like people it's one of those like I think polarizing remakes where, you know, there's a lot of like devout, you know, OG Suspiria fans that are like, you know, fuck that remake. And then there's a lot of people that also really enjoy the original, but say, you know, the remake was actually pretty good. So it's, it's been on my list for a while. Um, I think it's actually streaming on Amazon prime. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it was an Amazon film. Um, Oh, was it? I think so. The okay. it, it is on Prime, but I think it was an Amazon movie. Gotcha. Um, I think that the remake is different enough that it is. Uh, let me, okay, I think it's worth viewing regardless. Um, okay. I think it's different enough that you'll get something else out of the experience than you did from the original. I can understand that being said, why some fans of the original dislike the new one because, like I said, it, it is a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think in terms of remakes, like I'd rather watch something that is a little bit different and newer in the sense of they're not just rehashing the same movie again mm-hmm. than just somebody that's like, Hey, remember this movie? It's got better effects now. <laughs> now. That being said, I do think that there are some movies that could use a fresh coat of paint in the sense of basically it's the same movie with better effects, but that's another discussion for another time. Yeah. We've, and I think we've actually, I don't know how serious we were uh, with the episode topic possibility but i i think we were throwing it around at one point in time where you know we could in the future come up with an episode where we talk about movies and not just horror you know every genre uh, where with movies that could stand for a remake just for for that alone like it was kind of underappreciated i I think the one that came up was Candyman, or you were talking about it and i told you that i hadn't seen it before and you said that it was when it came out it, it kind of came unappreciated but then grew like a kind of a devout following within the horror genre and uh, but just could stand for a bit of a facelift well it's getting one right yeah so we'll see jury's um, still out on that but anyway to be determined yeah well i mean whenever that day comes um uh yeah number uh day 30 was his house it was pretty good like it it was a tight little horror movie like it 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 was pretty solid it it wasn't that long um but it it packed quite a punch in in its you know relatively shorter runtime. so yeah definitely recommend that one and last day day 31 was lovecraft country from this year and yeah this this is basically like HP uh, Lovecraft's work translated to the screen. That's that's more or less, uh, well, at least one of the elements of this show, um, and it's it's fucking weird, um, but very good. And uh, if you're into weird horror slash sci-fi slash creepy crazy shit, then I recommend it. 
it's it's got some interesting racial issues because it takes place in oh boy it's i think it's the 40s because it's either post or in the middle of world war ii i believe um but yeah either way um definitely recommend it it's it's good and i think i read uh i forget the actor's name he was he played the the main character um uh, atticus he is possibly in talks for coming into the mcu i believe in the new ant-man movie i think i think i just saw that uh, earlier today or yesterday either way um a little fun tidbit well quote-unquote fun i guess that depends on your definition of fun yeah anyways that was my list um i took up way too much time talking about these movies i apologize uh i am of course a little long-winded uh ted uh would you like to segue into our next segment so like we talked about at the beginning of the episode our good friend and patron jeff breedwell suggested that we rattle off about some of our favorite horror movies i think he suggested a top 10 which no uh too many (laughs) but uh i think we were able to narrow it down to i think we ended up deciding on five each yeah um so you know jeff because you are a patron um and that should carry some kind of weight we decided to go with your idea so if you would like to give us ideas you have to be a patron to do that or well yeah let's just leave it at that (laughs) (laughs) yeah that you know like like we've said we we've promoted the you know our our patreon plenty of times in the past and we try and do it every episode but there are some cool perks that come alongside it uh and, and like we've talked about on social media recently if you you know we we recorded some extra content regarding the the ghost stories that were written into us and and all that uh ted did the honors of reading some uh, so we yes thank you good sir so we we released that and uh, or are releasing that and uh the full conversation i had between um two of my friends um megan and miranda those will be bonus content for our patreon subs so if you'd like to check those out definitely um visit our patreon we we do suggest um, doing one of the monthly tiers, but if you would just like to make a one-time donation, that is also acceptable, and you will get access to the content. So, yeah. Um, Ted, you want to hit us with your films? Yes. Uh, I, in fact, do want to hit you with my films, uh, which I don't know if you know this, David, but you've been mispronouncing that word incorrectly the, the whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it's uncomfortable. So these aren't in any sort of like ranked order. Um, these are just the movies that I hold kind of near and dear to my heart from horror. A couple of these are on my short list of favorite movies of all time. Um, and the rest are just movies that I really like a lot. I'm going to cheat a little bit and stretch the definition of horror, but it's our podcast, so fuck you, I'm doing what I want to. <laughs> uh, the first one is John Carpenter's The Thing. I've talked about this movie a lot on the podcast. We had an entire episode dedicated to it, which made me very happy. This is quite literally top two or three movies of, uh, out of like all the movies I've ever seen that that I, that I love. Um, 
I watch this movie probably four times a year, and I have for the last two decades, and I don't see that changing in the next two decades or the two decades after that if I'm fortunate <laughs> enough to have that many more years, which I'm not going to, but that's not the other thing. I just love this movie so much. It's 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 just very, very close to being perfect. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've said a bunch about it already, so go back and listen to our episode on it or, or check it out. Fantastic fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, second is another John Carpenter movie, another classic, and that is Halloween. Again, talked about this movie extensively on the podcast. We did an episode. We did a watch along for it. Um, it just holds a special place in my heart. It's the first slasher that I ever recall seeing. Um, no movie has ever really quite scared me the way this one did the first time I watched it. And uh, I still kind of get... Like, I, I, I basically have the movie memorized at this point. I still kind of get, like, weird chills knowing about, you know, uh, I still get weird chills even though I know what's going to happen. And, and to me, that's the mark of a great movie. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. This is where I'm cheating a little bit because I don't know that it's an out-and-out horror film, um, but a fantastic movie. You know, it's one of the few films that basically swept all the major categories of the Oscars. So mm-hmm. that's uh, that's a pretty big thing. Great movie, great acting, great characters, and great little nods in the background, um, you know, setting up the scenes. Like, there's a scene where Jodie Foster gets in the elevator, and she's the only woman, and all the only men in the elevator immediately start kind of, like, looking at her and, and like, chuckling to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it does a really good job of setting up kind of, like, she's very much in a male-dominated space, in a, in a male-dominated world. And uh, kind of what that's like just as a struggle in and of itself on top of all the other stuff. So it's it's a great, great, great fucking movie. I cannot say enough good things about it. Uh, and kind of piggybacking on that, I'm, I'm doubling up for this pick. The, uh, the first movie in the Hannibal Lecter series, Manhunter. Um, that's a great movie too. Very different than Silence of the Lambs, but uh, very, very good as well. If you can track down a copy of that, highly recommend it. Michael Mann film um, comes highly recommended for me. Next is Jaws. Again, I don't think a lot of people consider this a horror movie, but if you really stop and think about it, it's terrifying. Yes. Um, and to the people that saw it when it came out, it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, very, again, very close to a perfect movie. There's very little in this film that doesn't work well. And it's amazing how well some of it works and sort of a happy accident because, you know, yes. it may be an apocryphal story, but um, apparently they wanted to, they Spielberg and company wanted to use a lot more of the shark. And so that mm-hmm. you saw a lot more of the shark, but it didn't work. The mechanical shark got wet and, and wouldn't work correctly. And then that ended up making it even better because, it, you know, it leaves it to the imagination. Yeah. But uh, I love this movie. I, I watch it as often as I can. And uh, I've, it's another one that I've bought like four times because another newer <laughs> version comes out. And I'm like, oh, the 20th anniversary. Oh, the 30th. Oh, the 40th anniversary. You know? <laughs> um, but just a fantastic movie. And then uh, for my last pick, I couldn't decide between these two. So I'm going to I'm gonna pick both of them. But it's Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. Um, I think I enjoy Army of Darkness more, but it's not really a horror movie. Evil Dead 2 still, while it has a lot of those same slapstick elements as Army of Darkness and comedic elements, um, it's definitely more of a straight-head horror film, so I'm kind of cheating and doubling up. But um, I love that whole Raimi trilogy, the Evil Dead trilogy. I like Sam Raimi a lot. I think he's kind of underrated Mm -hmm. as a director. 
Um, you know, everybody is always talking about Spider-Man, which, you know, two and a half of those movies are really good. Um, but this to me is like his probably terrible to say, and he would probably hate it because they're like the first three movies he made really, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of his best. Um, I just have the most fun with them and, and, and they don't have that weird tree scene. Like the first one does, they kind of, not quite ruins the movie for me, but definitely puts a bad pallor over the whole thing. Um, so that's my list. It's not anything groundbreaking, but, um, those are the ones that I kind of went to and was like, all right, which of these that I've seen, do I enjoy the most? And, and those are the ones I came up with. Yeah. It's a solid list. Um, and, and not too abstract or abnormal. Uh, I think it's pretty reasonable to, you know, it's, yeah, I thought about putting Begotten on there, and I was like, Ted, that's too much. The, the listeners are not ready for that. <laughs> begotten. God, why is that? That's. I feel like I've that's heard That's that of weirdo that. black and white movie I told you to watch. Oh, the the one that's free the to stream on, on YouTube or whatever? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. That yeah. movie is... Yeah. Like I said, <laughs> they're not ready for that, so I couldn't put it on the list. <laughs> no, um... Well, I mean, it's too late, cats out of the bag. We brought it up, but yeah, if you if you want some sort of experience, <laughs> go go see that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's fucking weird. Anyways, uh, yeah, like I said, Ted, sol- solid list. I, you know, fans of pretty much. Uh, I'm a fan of pretty much all those movies. So, yeah, good job. Um, so my list, uh, get to hear more movies that I like. <laughs> Uh, so first on the list, uh, something a little bit more contemporary is hereditary. Won't spend too much time on this because we, do we, we, have we done an episode on this? Movie? No, we haven't done an episode dedicated to it, but we've talked okay. about it several times on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and because of that, you know, like I said, I won't spend too much time on it, but it is probably my favorite contemporary horror movie, like of the last 10 years or so uh granted you know take that with a grain of salt because one it's my opinion and two uh i am like horror isn't my favorite genre it's you know it's up there but it's not my favorite so i don't i'm not necessarily one to you know go out and see every single horror movie of all time so you know uh anyways uh Next on the list is uh, I just put the Friday the 13th franchise like it's just I had a a lot of fun powering through all of these movies like in the span of a month and a half. Uh, It was it was an interesting time, but uh, yeah, these these movies are something else. And I got to say, like, there's something about the ladies in the, uh, the the 70s and 80s, man, like that time the ted you call it the halcyon days or some shit yeah the halcyon days <laughs> yeah it was um i don't know it just does something for me um yeah i you know jason with the big ass machete you know we've talked about before on the podcast we've done at least one watch along um so you know like i said with hereditary i won't talk about this a whole lot but yeah just fan of the franchise as a whole I don't know if I have a favorite. Uh, I know that I tend to like the movies more um, after the the fourth one, I think, when they introduce uh, Tommy, what's his name? Um, 
but yeah, um, overall, I, I think it's a pretty solid franchise. Uh, uh, next on the list is uh, another classic, The Exorcist. I've talked about this on the podcast a couple times before, um, but yeah, I I don't know. It, this is one of the few horror books that I've read, and it scared the shit out of me just as much as the movie did. And yeah, it's solid flick. Uh, Halloween, both the original from uh, what was it, Ted? Yeah, thank you. Uh, and then the 2018 pseudo sequel, uh, I guess, if, if you want to call it that, whatever it is, um, where it basically just said, yeah, you know, two through like 18, like fuck all those others. Uh, this is the real sequel to the original. Um, and then uh, The Ring. This is a, another contemporary one. Well, I mean, you know, it's it came out in like 2005, I think, 2005, 2006. Uh, so it's, you know, not quite as contemporary as like Hereditary. But I, I remember being freaked the fuck out after I saw this movie. <laughs> like I had a hard time going to sleep that night. So it was, it was pretty scary. And then uh, the last on the list is The Shining. Um, one, of, one of my... Pff, fucking classic favorite horror movies of all time uh it's just in my opinion doesn't get much better than that it's it's a good one so yeah that's my list yeah that's a solid list um the shining came very close to being on my list as well mm -hmm. um just a fantastic performance from jack nicholson and i mean you really can't go wrong with kubrick yeah, I mean, uh, shelly duvall as well like i mean also great yes yeah I, I, you know we can wax and wane about Kubrick's directing style and, you know, the, the fact that he got that performance out of her by driving her insane to the point where, like, she basically didn't want to act anymore. Um, I, I don't know if that was the sole reason, but, you know, uh, there's a lot of behind the scenes uh, trivia and whatnot for the shining about you know like the infamous stairs scene where you know she backs up slowly swinging the baseball bat at jack nicholson's character you know like what they said they did like 140 takes of that like in in one day or something or while they were filming that scene does that sound right ted like it was just yeah kubrick was known as uh uh an unhealthy perfectionist and would take a lot would would have a lot of takes mm -hmm. um to get the one that he felt was the right one um yeah his treatment of shelly duvall in that film is is not anything to really speak about in glowing terms right um, so yeah good good on you for bringing that up but uh yeah yeah it is uh i don't know dude the, the did the ends justify the means, you know? So <laughs> Yeah, it, it's that's a tough one to talk about because, I mean, there's, you know, there there's directors out there that have done similar things, but, you know, they did it differently to a point where they're, it's not uh, bordering or it is um, like just straight up abuse of your, your actors. And that's basically what it what it boils down to in this case. Um, you know, like I said, there's there's been instances of this in in filmmaking, but just not as extreme. Um, but you know, it's it's one of those things. Like 
Ted, like you said, it's definitely worth mentioning when you talk about the acting performances in this movie. Well, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, Like I said, we do have some bonus content coming your way. If you would like to throw us a one-time donation or sorry, subscribe to one of our monthly tiers, you can partake in in that content. Here are some cool conversations and ghost stories that uh, we talked about. Um, As always, if you haven't uh, subscribed to the podcast yet, please do so and leave us a rating and review on either Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. Remember, one star or five stars, nothing in the middle, none of the uh, the middle of the road bullshit. That's right, you commit, goddammit. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, as always, be kind, stay geeky, and eat lots of cheesecake. Bye!